Hi, I'm Natalia. I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial. This is Arnisha, Generation X. And I'm Micah, the boomer. And, and we, we are Dame, Dame Talk. Talk. Four women, four generations, four unique points of view. Hi everyone, this is Dame Arnisha, and we are doing a special Mother's Day edition. I, these are our challenging times, and we're just happy that we're able to just celebrate Mother's Day with you. So we wanted to do a special episode today, and each one of the dames is going to talk to you a little bit about her mom. And fortunately, we each still have our mothers, so that's a huge blessing. Um, so we wanted to talk to you a little bit about our moms and share just some of our favorite experiences. So we'll start with you, Natalia. Well, first off, my mom is the only person that I have respected so, so much in my life. Like, there is no other person that I respect more than my mom or look up to more than my mom because she came to this country when she was, like, five or six years old, not knowing any English, didn't have any friends or family other than her parents and her brother. And now she's an accomplished woman. She has a master's degree she has worked for so many huge, big conglomerate companies, and now she has the most important job, which is being my mom. <laughs> um, but I can't really pick just one instance. I know that sounds like so cheesy. You're like, oh, I can't just pick one. But it, I, I think I have such a hard time because she's just done so much for me. And to like pick one instance out of like 19 years of experience just kind of feels like condensing it. But I will say the two biggest things that I will always remember and like carry with me, even when I become a mom is the fact that um, later on when I started growing up, like in middle school and in high school, she went from, you know, really high executive um, positions to kind of not lower level, but more like accessible um kind of routines and time schedules just so if I you know forgot my homework or something at home she could bring it to me just in the nick of time of class or if I needed a poster for you know a class presentation or something she would she would get it for me like no matter what I always knew that my mom was a phone call away and no matter what if I needed something she would be there like I haven't had a friend or a loved one that has loved me and just always been like by my side as much as my mom like she is my biggest fan and my biggest inspiration and the second thing is our little midnight runs it's kind of our like you know little tradition if ever just in the middle of the night we're still up or I'm going through something she'll literally just tap on my door and be like Natalia get your pants on get like your slippers on or whatever we're going out and we're getting some like McDonald's I don't know like ice cream or something like that and we'll just like sit in the car and like go on these really nice drives and just like listen to music and talk and the fact that like I grew up with that kind of memory not even just like once in a while but like it's so recurring like to have that kind of outlet to just like speak my mind and not kind of like feel ashamed or feel embarrassed of talking about anything like I'm I'm so privileged to know that I had that kind of experience that maybe nobody else has or other people have but it's just special because that's that's just me and my mom you know yeah oh are you okay 
Yeah, that's so sweet. Okay. Oh, it is. It's very sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just love her so much. And even though we might get into, like, fights and stuff like that, because, like, what mother doesn't fight with her daughter? Like, especially during teenage, like, puberty years. But at the end of the day, no matter what, like, we both know that, you know... I mean, we're still best friends. Like, she's my mom, but we, as I grow older, we have more of, like, a friendship. And I'm really, really happy about that, too. Disagreements are normal, even in your 50s. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go hug my mom after this. <laughs> Aww. Well, you have to definitely make sure that she listens to this episode so she can hear all the awesome things you said yeah. about her. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very touching. It's really special. Oh, it really is. Time for another midnight run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, that was good, Natalia. Okay, so Molly, tell us a little bit about your mom. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to think of one specific thing to tell you about my mom. Um, she, uh, she was a single parent until I was about 10. Uh, and so I've also, I've told her before that she is kind of my, she's always, she's always been my role model. Um, and I was always, you know, felt like she was a little bit, she's also my, my feminist role model. And for her, she thinks that's funny because as a single parent, she really had no choice but to, to do it all. And so, um, you know, I learned how to use tools from her, uh, and I learned how to garden from her. Um, and, uh, so as a single parent too, she, we used to have to, uh, my sister and I would go with her to the office, um, you know, now and then on the weekends or, or in the evenings. And uh, it was always such a, seemed like such a cool place to be. And, you know, thinking back on it, like it was just a standard office from the nineties um, with cubicles. And uh, I'm sure everyone who worked there found it to be very, uh, monotonous as, as can often happen in an office. Um, but as a little kid being there, it was so much fun, uh, running around and, uh, playing in other people's desk space, which now as a worker, um, and thinking about the idea of little kids running around my office and like playing on my desk and getting into things is just kind of a funny thing to think about. We clearly had no boundaries. Um, but she she also got finished her her college degree while I was in kindergarten, which is something that I've always really admired admired about her. Um, and then later, uh, she went back to school again to follow one of her dreams to become a teacher. And so she she went back to school, got her teaching degree, became an English teacher, and taught um, in high school for for a number of years. And then. Um, she went back and now is back at her, her old company, um, now in a very different role. And though, of course, you know, it can be stressful as any job is, um, you know, she really enjoys it. And so for me, she's always been that person that I can go to when, you know, maybe I'm thinking about a, a work transition or I, I have a work problem. And I'm, I'm so glad that I, I have her um, and her very varied experience. Um, and I'm always someone who's just constantly thinking about, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, what should I be doing? Should I be doing this? What if I get stuck in this job or I get, I never figure out what I really want to do. And she's, she always thinks it's a little funny. Um, and is always the one to tell me that there's nothing you're supposed to be doing, um, or nothing that you should be doing. 
Um, you can really, just because you're doing something now doesn't mean that you can't do something different later. Um, and I think looking at her experience and the, and everything that she has done has really um, helped me kind of realize that, that, that you can always have different chapters of your life and, and try different things. And um, just because that you move around doesn't mean that that's somehow a, a failure or, you know, that you, you don't know what to do, what you want to do. You just, maybe you want to do something different at different times. Um, and she's also given me the, the advice uh, to always be looking uh, for, for the next, the next thing that might be right. And so um, I think that's been, been helpful uh, too. So, so, so anyway, my mom and I are very good friends. We have been for, you know, I think my whole life. Um, and I've been, I've always really admired her and that she's been able to, to try new things and, and follow her dreams and, um, while also, you know, being very practical um, too at the same time. And so I, I've been lucky to have her as a, as a role model, both in life and in, in the professional world. So oh, having another awesome. same mom, wish I was, wish I was there with you uh, celebrating, but hopefully next year. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome, Molly. I mean, she, I'm sure she so appreciates her relationship with you. Um, and it's, you know, it's something special to have a grown daughter that still comes to you to seek advice and counsel and still considers you a friend. I, that's, that's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It really is. So yeah, Micah, Micah, tell us about your mom. Oh man. I know. I'm, I'm like everybody else. It's like, where to start? And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I also really have a lot of admiration for my mom in addition to, of course, loving her to death. But um, one word that came to mind when I was thinking about how to describe my mother is firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because she's got so much life and energy, but at the same time, she does not take any mess. So, you know, like, um, I, I, uh, I admire the fact that she speaks her mind and tells you what she thinks, but at the same time, she's always encouraging, um, for her, when she graduated from college, she was the first one in her family to graduate from college, and she, it was in the 60s. So for women, the choice really was become a secretary or a teacher. Like, there was so, the choices were limited, especially for a Black woman. Um, so my mom became a teacher, and she always advocated and was really, like, pro-kids and everything she could do to help kids be better like she did in the city of Chicago she did it in Joliet Illinois which you know generally her students have been marginalized um for various reasons but they she's been always been their advocate um and even though you know teaching might not have been her first choice but the choice she had available to her at the time she still took it and became very ambitious and she's a retired superintendent so she went all the way up the the ladder, as they say, right, and and became a superintendent in education where most of the women are teachers, but most of the administrators are men, you know, <laughs> so um, she was still able to make it work for her, um, and I think that just is a testament to her strength and ambition, um, and then, of course, education has always been very important in our household. My mom actually went to work full-time and went to um, school full-time to get her PhD and did it with straight A's. So um, 
I've never tried to even accomplish that same goal. So, but I admired her for doing it. <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, one thing from my mom that I learned is always be a woman of my word. If my mom told you she was going to do something, she did it. And as a matter of fact, she probably did it faster than you thought she would do it because she just doesn't procrastinate. Um, but I just think that if you are lucky enough to be in her circle of friends or family, she will pull out all the stops for you. And I, I couldn't ask for a more perfect mother from that standpoint or, or just her in general. As a matter of fact, when I sent her her flowers for Mother's Day, I said, you are the perfect mother for me. Um, and sometimes I just think God matches you with the right parents. And they did with my mom. Oh, my God. I, I, as the mom, the, as the day, only day that's a mom, when you hear children talk about their moms the way you two, the way you three <laughs> have been speaking about your moms, you can't help but like tear up, which is what I'm doing. So, <laughs> it's so different when you're a parent, when you hear kids, your kids talk about you in such a positive light. You know, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's um, gratifying and fulfilling in a way that is very, very difficult to explain and to describe so yeah so I just got to pull it together well similar to you James I mean I just you know I, I adore my mother I, I really really do um she is um one of if not my my favorite the hands down my favorite woman in my life she's just been incredible she's loving she's kind she's funny she's sweet she's generous um she is always, always in my corner. She is, has shown me the example of what a ride or die means, seriously. Like, she is always, always in your corner when, even when you're wrong, she's still on your side, <laughs> you know? And she um, has just set an amazing example for me. She did not go to college. She was a single mom. And, um, but for her, she, what what I learned from her is a, a lot of things, but her work ethic is unmatched, even to this day. She'll be 75 in a week, and she's still working full-time. Um, but she also taught me how to take risks. You know, she would always say, nothing ventured, nothing gained. She would always say that to me because I would always question, should I do this? Should I do that? And she would always say, nothing ventured, nothing gained. If you don't try it, you're going to wonder what it's like later on. Try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know? So she she always encouraged me to put myself out there, to step out on a limb. She's always been my biggest, biggest, biggest cheerleader. And, you know, when I think about, my, the confidence that I have, um, the willingness to try new and different things, that, that all comes from her. You know, that, come, that really, really comes from her. She is just an amazing woman. Okay, so a, a couple things um, just I can think of that I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable sharing because, you know, you have a lifetime of things with, you know, with your mom. But when I was young, and when I was young, I was sickly. And I remember one time going to the doctor, and they just, ran a bunch of tests and um, 
we had we didn't have the results and i remember sitting next to her and looking at her and saying mommy am i gonna die and she was like no baby you're not gonna die and i realized you know she had I me mean, she was 21 that probably happened when i was eight years old so she was young you know and she was like no you're gonna be fine don't think like that everything you know she's constantly always always positive so they thought i had sickle cell anemia um at the time uh but it turned out that i had the trait and I don't know what they do now, but when we were kids, they tr they changed you over fat, um, a low fat diet. And she could have easily just gone and started like buying different foods for me. But so that I never felt like I was alone, she completely changed her diet to align with mine. So I think about that now and I'm like, oh my goodness, would I do that for my son? Absolutely. <laughs> but when you're a kid and you don't really realize that you know, okay, yeah, there's, I have to drink this kind of milk. I have to eat these types of things because I have to have a lower fat intake. And when your mom automatically just does it so you don't feel left out or you don't feel, you don't feel like something's wrong with you, uh, it, it, it still sticks out to me this day. So that's one thing. The other thing was uh, several, a few years ago when my son was um, probably in middle school or freshman in high school, the three of us went to Universal, and my mother has never been a rider. You know, she does not do the rides in amusement parks. She goes, she likes to eat and watch us and, you know, and has fun. But we convinced her after we got on the Spider-Man um, ride to get on because we said, Ma, you know, there aren't any dips. There's nothing that's crazy. It really is something that you'll enjoy. And I distinctly remember how much fun she had on that ride. She was going, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> she had said, this is at the time she was probably, let me see, she might have been maybe 69 or 70. She had so much fun on that ride. She kept laughing. And when we got off, she said, let's do that again. I <laughs> so I think about that and it still just brings so much, you know, happiness to my heart because this is a woman that never rode and she got on a ride and she had a blast and she just kept laughing and smiling and making all kinds of sounds. And it was just a whole lot of fun to be able to experience that with her and also experience it with my son. So that, you know, that, that really, that, those are the, the two stories that when I thought about it, I said, you know, I feel really comfortable sharing that with, with the dames and with our listeners, but you know, it's nothing like a good mother. You know, we can't ever, 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 um, underestimate that or take that for granted mm -hmm. because there's, they just laid, they just truly, truly laid the foundation for your life. They really, really do. And especially as women, they just lay, help lay the foundation for your life. So absolutely that's about my mom Deirdre that's Deirdre <laughs> oh yeah my mom's name is Phyllis mine is Sharon mine's Nancy <laughs> <laughs> great mom names all right I know but we just yes. as moms we didn't even give them names when we first started <laughs> <They're mom. laughs> yeah it's so weird calling your mom by like their first like your name is mom there's no other name yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to when I was little I used to wander away in stores quite frequently because I would be looking at something or whatever and so there were several times that I had to go up to uh, the register and tell them that I was lost and I didn't know where my mom was. <laughs> so they would say, well, what's your mom's name? And I would have to say, Sharon. <laughs> and I'd have to call her on the intercom. <laughs> 
Mom, I hear that. I'm like, oh, you were one of those. You were a wanderer. I was. Okay. I was. She also used to get me brightly colored shoes, like bright pink, bright orange, bright yellow, so that if I wandered away, she could duck down underneath the clothes racks. And- <laughs> <laughs> Molly, this That's is giving cute. me a That's better cute. picture of you. you know. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. That's really cute. That's really, really cute. <laughs> well, I, I hope all the moms that are listening and all the moms, moms are, you know, ha- having a wonderful day today, even though we're, we're not able to celebrate in the same way that we normally would, like Molly would be in St. Louis right now. And, you know, it, it's, but we still have ways of connecting and being creative to show our mom that we love her. Mm-hmm. And I think recognizing all the the non-traditional moms, too. So maybe it's your dad who was your mom or yep, an aunt absolutely. or a grandparent or a neighbor. Um, so important, too. Yeah, I was just going to say, because like, because my mom, you know, like Molly, she's a single mom, too. And I celebrate Mother's and Father's Day with my mom. Aww. Oh, that's yeah. good. Double recognition. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. See, that's a new tradition people can start. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, listeners, well, thank you so much for just tuning in. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to share to you to us to share some things about our mothers. Uh, We all clearly just have awesome mothers and we all just love them so very much. So we want to wish all of the moms a happy Mother's Day. We want to to wish all of the grandmoms an awesome, awesome, awesome happy Mother's Day because you have two generations beneath you. And if you are a great grandmother, then God bless you. (laughs) And we wish you an even more awesome Mother's Day. But thank you so much as always to tuning and for tuning in to into dame talk bye-bye if you have any questions email us at dametalk4 at gmail.com that's dametalk and the number four at gmail to learn more about us and these topics check out our website at dametalkpodcast.com you can also find us on facebook twitter and instagram thanks for listening this is dametalk We don't know everything, but we know enough.